Well, I'm really excited to dive right back into Ephesians with you today. Today, we're going to actually cover the last part of chapter 3 in Ephesians. And you are going to find this reading familiar because you will hear different parts of it quoted, but I will tell you it is beautiful. And what Paul does here is he basically opens up a prayer to the church at Ephesus, to the believers in this city called Ephesus as he writes this letter. He opens up this prayer to God for them and what Paul desires God to do in them. And it is beautiful. It is powerful. And if you relate it to your life today in this century and bring it into this uh, world that we live in, into your specific life, it will help you so much and give you confidence and power and freedom to live a beautiful life, knowing that God is working in and through you and to make a difference in the world. Paul is still writing from prison to the church at Ephesus, and he says this, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named. In other words, we are all God's children. We all have the name and image of God on us. No one can strip that from you. No one can take that from you. You can't take it from yourself. No matter how you view yourself and no matter how anybody else views you, God views you as his child. He views you as his family. You are loved, you are chosen, and you belong to God's family. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory. I want him to give you something and I don't want him to give it to you based on your wealth, based on your merit, based on your goodness, based on your measure of faith, based on whether you get it right or wrong. I want God to grant something to you and I want him to give it to you from his riches, from his goodness, from his glory, from his majesty, from his extreme wealth. I want him to bless you from not in measure and not in ratio to anything you have, just simply in infinity based upon the greatness and immeasurability of who he is. To be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit. In other words, I want who you really are on the inside to be strengthened through his spirit, so that no matter what comes your way, you may be grounded firmly in who he is, knowing your worth, knowing your identity, knowing that who you are is grounded and rooted in who he is, and he is eternity. So every temporary circumstance that comes your way, I want you to know that eternity is in you and you will get through. Eternity will bring you through every temporary circumstance that you're going through today. Be strengthened in who you are because there will be attacks from the outside. There will be attacks from the enemy who may come in the form of other people, who may come in the form of circumstances, that may come in the form of lack, that may come in the form of problems, that may come in the form of sin and trouble and even self sometimes, but know that the real you who is rooted in Christ, the spirit of God in you is stronger than any attack that the enemy has in and around you. Eternity will always surpass and overcome the temporary problems and tragedies in your life. There is victory in the eternity who is God planted in who you are in your spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. In other words, that Christ, remember we, we, we talked about the difference between Christ and Jesus and how Jesus was Christ in the flesh? That that same Christ that dwelled in Jesus may dwell in your heart 
Why? So that you may be a person full of love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So that no matter what trials you face, no matter what life circumstances you face, you always have a spirit of love even in a world of hate. You always have a spirit of peace even in a world of chaos. You always have a spirit of joy. A spirit of patience, no matter what troubles are entering your life, that he who is in you may be greater than anything and everything around you. That's Paul's prayer, not just for the church of Ephesus, but I believe it is the spirit of God speaking to you today as well, that Christ may dwell in you so that you can be that person in the world as Jesus was in the world. Thank you for your generosity to Fresh Faith. Your financial partnership helps us take the message and the hope of Jesus to every corner of the planet. When you donate to Fresh Faith, you are helping people meet Jesus for the first time. You're also helping people grow spiritually in their faith. And you're helping give free resources to local churches to help make a difference in communities, both spiritually, practically, and digitally. We want to invite you right now to go to freshfaith.org and donate so that you can help us change the world because together we are changing the world. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established, rooted, which means that you have developed a foundation that you have taken the time to dig deep down within who God is in you being rooted and firmly grounded, firmly planted. You have taken the time to dig deep roots. All you have to know is that you should be firmly rooted and firmly planted and firmly grounded in love, the universal language, because it is who God is and he is and fabricated. We're going to make up words today. He is in fabricated in every fiber of the universe. And that love is what we are to be firmly rooted and grounded in. The love that holds everything together. The love that put Jesus on the cross. The love that allowed God to extend forgiveness and grace and mercy to you and to me. That love is the love we are to be rooted and grounded in because once we are rooted and grounded in that love, we then have that measure of love to give away. And maybe the reason today that your relationships aren't working and that your relationships with your children aren't working and no relationship with any spouse you've ever had has seemed to work out is because you weren't firmly rooted and grounded in that love that was given freely. Because now that I have it, I have that to give away. And that's what we want to do. We want to give that love away to other relationships around us. It is important, and that is the love. We are to be rooted and firmly planted in. He goes on here, and he says this, rooted and firmly established in love, that we may be able to comprehend, watch this, with all the saints, what is the length and the width and the depth of God's love. That we may know all of his love, how wide it goes, how deep it goes, how far it goes. That we may be able to understand that there is nothing we can do to forfeit the love of God for us. That there is absolutely nothing anyone else can do to forfeit God's love for them. And that we are to live in that reality knowing that we are all the same, not one better than the other. And we all need the same 
depth and measure of God's grace and forgiveness and love. And it is deep and it is wide. It is deeper than your darkest moment. And it is wider than your farthest run from who God is. And to know Christ's love as well that surpasses all knowledge. So the moment they... I'm about to preach so good. The moment that you draw a line in the sand and says God's love for you stops here, his love just crosses on over that line and loves them anyway. Wherever you want to say God doesn't love these people, he just jumps right over that little line you put there and kicks you a little bit in the butt on the way over and says, no, I love them even across that line that you drew. And you know what? Enough about that. Let me talk to you right now. Enough about how we talk about other people and God's limit to them. But I want you to know that any line that anyone else has ever drawn for you and said, God doesn't really have a plan for you anymore. You no longer belong anymore with God. You just, you know, you forfeited God's calling. You forfeited his purpose. This was just a little too far. Just know that that line is not God's line. And God demolishes lines of limiting his love and his power. And he crushes over them and crosses over them in order to reach out to you and to me and to hold us with the strength of his love even beyond what everyone else says about you and says about me. And he says that so that you may be filled with the fullness, with all the fullness of God, that he will fill you all the way up. And he finishes this, and I'm going to leave this and leave it here. This is what he says. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or even think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church, which is you and me, and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's my prayer over you today. Be blessed. And I'll see you for chapter 4 of Ephesians next.